Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sideline Talk, a podcast created to shed light on the misrepresentation of female athletes. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the lack of media coverage in women's sports. I'm Pilar Lewis, a senior public relations major at Kent State University. And I'm Izzy Stewart, also a senior public relations major at Kent State University. Both of us have shared a passion for women's sports and advocating for female athletes. For me personally, I play lacrosse here at Kent State, and I have witnessed the misrepresentation of female athletes at a collegiate level. And as a retired athlete, I have also experienced misrepresentation firsthand, and now I enjoy advocating for women of all ages and at all levels to receive the respect they deserve. So let's talk about the media portrayal of female athletes. There's a major difference between male and female sports coverage. 4% of sports media coverage is of female athletes, even though 40% of females make up sports participation. And this media coverage is happening everywhere, so social media, televised, newscasts, and things like that. Most of the time, even if you want to watch a female sporting event, you have to pay extra for extra televised channels, or you actually have to have different streaming Um, subscriptions where you can actually watch it compared to the easier access of most male sports which are on ESPN, ESPN2, Fox Sports, or the normal um, local channels. I mean for my lacrosse games they're usually only streamed on Facebook Live by a student um, that volunteered so that that kind of shows how the media coverage is lacking um, and sometimes sometimes they're not even broadcasted at all but I know that the men's sports at Kent State are much easier to watch and they're usually always accessible. And then when there is commentary and actual ESPN coverage for women's games the commentators are often bringing up body image or other aspects unrelated to the, their athletic ability so when viewers are actually watching women's sports they're hearing that instead of hearing but all the good things that are happening so this is when um, the misrepresentation representation is already um, being brought up to the viewers. Yeah, it just seems like when we're talking about female athletes, we're really talking about everything except for their athletic ability, which is part of the misrepresentation that we're seeing. And it's happened from such a young age, too, um, even even with young girls in sports, not just um, sports at the collegiate level or at the professional level. Um, So that's just something to think about. And I also think um, there's oftentimes when female athletes have like a poor game or something like that, um, they link the commentators link it to maybe poor mental health or something when it actually could just be one bad day. When male athletes have bad stats and um, bad games all the time, but for them it's just because they're tired or that they need extra rest. Exactly. So it's just it's really sad to think about, you know. If you're having a bad day, you have to link it to something other than the fact that it's just a bad day. Um, and that, you know, that happens with with lacrosse here, you know, when we're not playing that well um, or, or we're having a rough day and maybe practice isn't the best, it's blamed on um, not being mentally tough enough or, or not being able to stick it out and suck it up, which mm-hmm. isn't really the case at all. And then also what I often think about is Um, the lack of media coverage that um, these women are receiving. 
um, it it affects them to have worse games because they know that they're not being televised to maybe their family or their friends um, and so that they know it's harder for their support system to watch them um, and oftentimes that's your motivation to have a good game so um, I feel like that's a big roadblock as well and then I feel like even at a young age we got used to not having a lot of fans in the stands because the girls sports would have the earlier time slots they would play at noon um, even if it was a big championship game we were always playing in the daylight and then the boys time slot would be under the lights at the good field um, where all of the fans would be because everyone wants to have that ambiance of the nighttime games um, so I feel like we were exposed to that at an early age of getting used to not having a lot of um, support from the stands. Yeah, for sure. I mean even thinking back to when I was about five years old I wanted to play softball but there was no softball teams around, and the only thing there was was baseball teams. Um, lucky enough, I was allowed to play on the baseball team, but I was literally the only girl on the baseball team. And, I mean, I didn't really think much of it at the time because I feel like when you're little, you don't really notice the difference between boys and girls, but that's a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and looking back on it now, there should have been more opportunities and more chances for, for girls to play with other girls um, and in their own team and not just be thrown into a guy's team because they have to accommodate it because it would have been a problem if they didn't let me on the team. Mm -hmm. um, so even not even just starting in high school, it started back all the way into elementary school um, and it's definitely continuing for other young girls now and that's sad to think about. Um, that years later it's still the same issue for these young girls that are going into sports and that's also another thing it keeps it keeps girls from wanting to go into sports um, and that's sad to see because I feel like every girl should be given the opportunity to be physically active and get exercise and that kind of downplays their chances of wanting to do that. And then I also think that um, girls who maybe are interested in sports they're not being exposed to professional athletes um, that are women that are playing sports because mm -hmm. it's not being broadcasted um, on channels that they can actually watch and they're not seeing huge posters of um, female athletes and things like that. So they're not being inspired by fem the females that are doing what they want to do because they're not able to see it. So I feel like um, that's a big reason why um, girls who are interested in sports are actually going out for it. For sure. I mean, if you think about it again, like the only time you at least when I, from my personal experience, when I would see female athletes and it be a big thing was when the Olympics came around, mm -hmm. which is what, every four years. Yep. So every four years, these great female athletes are getting coverage, but we're not even um, recognizing the day-to-day -day athletes mm -hmm. that are putting every bit of effort towards what they're doing. Yeah. And then when speaking about coverage, a big thing is different sports-related campaigns that we do see, um, whether it's on social media or even within magazines and things like that. Um, a big one that kind of upset um, the female sports world was uh, Puma ran a, a campaign a few years back and they used Kylie Jenner as um, the athlete, say so. And um, that's a big thing because companies are wanting to use models to represent the athletes and for some reason they don't want to actually use the athletes. Um, so I feel like that's poor judgment um, from a PR perspective because, like I said, supporters and those little girls who are interested in sports, they want to see the athletes. Um, and when we're seeing models, that's when um, body image issues come up and things like that. Like, athletes don't look like models because athletes are strong and they have 
um, different body builds and things like that. So I feel like that's a huge problem. Yeah, for sure. And just relating it to PR again, like you said, a big part of our profession um, is being truthful and honest. Mm -hmm. And if we can't even be honest with with what real female athletes look like and and the different sports they do, whether people think it's a feminine sport or a masculine sport, like we have to be honest with that and actually display it how it is. And I just think that that's a place that we're not at yet, which we should be. Yeah. And then when female athletes do get that um, cover page spot for a big magazine, um, you know, they're all done in makeup. And that's when different sports, um, social medias and things like that, like ESPN or um, anything like that, that's when they're actually retweeting um, these covers because it's a different representation of the females of being Mm -hmm. all dressed up like the models that we've seen in the campaigns. Um, so this is when these athletes are getting a big break is when they look like models and when they Mm -hmm. have makeup on and when it doesn't actually show what they look like when they're playing a game. And that's another issue. Exactly. I mean, how many times do you actually see a female athlete's highlights and things they did well in their competition or their game? I mean, you don't, not normally. Mm -hmm. It's, you're like you said, it's always when they're looking good and all made up, which is 99% of the time, Mm -hmm. probably not how they're looking when they're practicing every day and putting in all that work. So it's definitely, again, really upsetting and mm-hmm. misrepresenting. And we said it earlier, it seems like every time there is coverage for these female athletes, it's about everything that's not related to their athletic ability. Right. And then a big thing with female athletes, um, they are receiving less money and a lower salary than the male athletes because of this lack of representation, the lack of respect, um, the inequality in the sports world in general. So a big thing we've seen, I say, within the last five years is actual um, female athletes becoming social media influencers to, um, you know, receive extra money and support different companies. And um, we'll see different athletes, whether um, they're professionals, collegiate, things like that, they'll post um, about... uh, a protein powder that they like or a sunscreen that they like and they'll hashtag ad and you know that it's running as an ad and I think that's a big thing we've seen and I think that um, it's drawn a lot of other female athletes to also join in um, on being these influencers. Definitely and I think that's one step forward we can take is is to get these female athletes to become influencers because at that point it's kind of taken into their own hands mm-hmm. that okay I want to be displayed and and that's cool to see them taking action instead of sitting back. I think that's what we need is for these female athletes um, to recognize the problem and push for something better, which in that case is them influencing um, and getting their name out there. But again, it shouldn't have to be just them making that step forward. We need to be supporting them um, in all aspects and, and not just putting it all on them to make the change mm-hmm. themselves because they're not going to be able to. There needs to be a support system and a foundation for that. Right. So I I think we can talk about um, what we can do as a society to help female athletes progress in their career um, and get the respect that they deserve. For sure. So I mean, the basic of the basis of it is is we have to address the problem um, and, and acknowledge it and and not ignore the problem because it's never going to be fixed if we just keep sweeping it under the rug, mm-hmm. which we have done. Um, so I there's something that I really liked that the female athlete movement said which is an organization that um, advocates for female athletes. They said, there's an absence of women in sports media and we can acknowledge this all we want, but it's not until we start spreading successful female stories and displaying women in sports media that we will actually see change. 
So I think that just goes to show, like, until we actually start pushing for it, we can talk about it all we mm-hmm. want, but until we actually start taking um, steps forward um, to do this, we're not going to see any change. Right. And then I think it also goes to starting to fix the things that are already happening, like um, maybe brand campaigns that are trying to promote female athletes but are using models and things like that. I think it's going into actually finding female athletes who um, can be the cover page Mm -hmm. and um, are dressed in their uniform or dressed for training or something like that um, so that viewers can actually see what um, a female athlete looks like um, and their thoughts about that. And then I also think... I feel like recently so many female athletes are speaking out about the injustices that they're Mm -hmm. um, experiencing, and I feel like whether you're um, a sports fan in general or, you know, a woman advocate or something like that, elevating these women's voices so that other people can hear and that other people can realize what is actually going on. Yeah, definitely. And I just think another thing is challenge the sports brands and the networks and communities that aren't um, doing this already. So, you know, challenge them, call them out. Mm -hmm. I mean... You might not think one voice will matter, but it will. And just making sure that you are holding these um, sports networks and sports campaigns accountable because Mm -hmm. they're part of the reason that there's such a big misrepresentation because they're not accurately displaying um, or not displaying at all female athletes. Um, And also, like, they should recognize that this can help expand their business too. If Mm -hmm. if you start seeing organizations that are accurately... um, displaying female athletes, people are going to start tuning in a lot more. And I think that they don't realize how big of an audience they're missing by not representing these female athletes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good time to highlight the efforts that are already being done. Um, so in the 2024 Paris Olympics, which are coming up, one out of every two athletes will be female. Um, and the Olympics is such a huge platform to brand female athletes because there are going to be so many of them there. So I think it's good that the commercials for the upcoming Olympics include um, a lot of the female athletes and a lot of variety of sports that the female athletes are participating in. Mm-hmm, definitely. And there's just a lot of organizations that are already supporting um, women's in sports and female athletes. So the Women's Sports Foundation is a really good one. Um, Together is a new one, and that's actually um, created by some of the world's greatest professional athletes like Alex Morgan from the U.S. soccer team. So it's cool to see that there's actual female athletes that have created these organizations Mm -hmm. for this purpose. Right. And then if you want to learn any more about this issue um, that we covered today during the podcast, there will be links attached with resources relating to this topic. More importantly, we want to make sure that you are watching and supporting female athletes in their careers. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.